This is the Andre Segovia Show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Andre Segovia Show. I'm your host, Andre Segovia. Today's episode is an outlier of an episode that is typically reserved for my locals community on a show I call The Critic Corner. If you're not familiar with my locals community, I talked about it quite a bit. So that means you might be new around here. So hit the link down below. Check out my locals community. Free to join. You can support me there if you like. I really appreciate it. But before I get it started in talking about this episode, I need a sip of coffee. Coffee is provided by Ranger Candy Coffee Company. RangerCandyCoffeeCompany.com is where you can go to get your own cup of fresh roasted freedom. Use promo code Segovia, save on shipping. They're my coffee of choice, and I recommend to anybody, especially the military, brew or get white privilege. That one's on the lighter roast. But uh, they have something for everybody. You can check it out there. Anyway, this is uh, a bit of a reaction to a reaction. Um, it's This is an essay uh, video um, done by Todd Friel, uh, the wretched as he's known, um, on YouTube. And I'm actually tagging them on this one on YouTube because uh, I feel I must respond to this because... This is multi-layered, okay? If you are not a practicing Christian, and I'm, I'm not talking about those that, oh, I go to church Sundays. No, I'm talking about a, a practicing Christian, studied of a student of the word. Some of this stuff might come across as unintelligible or too extreme. It's not, which is why I feel like I must address it because I've actually addressed something like this before, before I did the Andres Segovia show and something called The Newsreel. Uh, I wrote an essay there uh, addressing a show that meant similar controversy called AD The Bible Continues, or also known as AD The Series, a show I'm actually a very big fan of, even with its caveats. So I'm going to start playing this video here uh, from uh, The Wretched, Todd Friel, where they present three things to consider if you are a Christian watching The Chosen. A uh, little bit of background about The Chosen first, though. Uh, the Chosen is a crowd-based TV show. This thing has been fully funded uh, several seasons now. I, I don't know if they fully funded the fourth season or the fifth. I didn't check that before uh, filming, but I knew they had fully funded the third. They were uh, almost fully funded on the fourth. Pretty cool. Only two seasons have aired so far, and this thing became a phenomenon after season one because it uh, people discovered it because of the lockdown. There was nothing else to watch if you were still locked down, and uh, some Christian communities uh, picked up on this. And, of course, it's taken a life of its own since then. I was not one of those that jumped on the bandwagon, though. I was a late comer to this, uh, and I'll share my views about that here in a moment. But I want to get this thing going. So the title of the video from The Wretched is called Three Biblical Questions for Fans of the Chosen. Then list three other people in here. But let's get watching this, shall we? The first one was named Raj... Go on, beat it. Come on, get out of here. I'm just kidding. Seriously, you have to go. <laughs> the bloopers. You love the chosen. I get it. I get it. What Christian doesn't want to see Jesus face to face and hear him speak? But I think that there are three potent reasons that you should consider before you choose to watch the chosen. Number one, theology. It matters. Dallas Jenkins, he's an evangelical. He produces and writes The Chosen. However, there are other influences on The Chosen set. Between the cast and crew and our distribution and marketing teams, there are over 200 people involved in this show. And we obviously don't demand that everyone connected to the show comes from an evangelical perspective. We don't even demand that everyone is a believer. As long as the content itself is faithful, 
we're less demanding with those who help deliver it. There's a Mormon producer. Was there a reaction when a bunch of Latter-day Saints from VidAngel approached you and were like, let's make this happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, there are also Roman Catholic advisors on set. And the fellow who plays Jesus is Roman Catholic. Now, Dallas Jenkins is fine with that sort of ecumenism because he believes Mormons and Catholics are our brothers who believe in the same Jesus. The stories of Jesus we do agree on, and we, we love the same Jesus. Um, that's not something that you often hear. Sometimes it's like, oh, you, uh, they that's believe a, in a different yeah, Jesus than we do. Statement. Yeah. No, it's the same. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sink or swim on that statement. That couldn't be further from the truth. Mormonism teaches Jesus is a created being. That's heresy. Both Mormonism and Catholicism are work-based systems. They do not believe in grace alone, faith alone, in Christ alone. Is there any rank heresy in the chosen? Not that I'm aware of, but if Mormons and Catholics on set are not offended by the chosen, it is certainly not explicitly evangelical. Are you sure you want to consume a subpar Jesus that doesn't offend people in unorthodox sects of Christianity? Number two. Okay. <clears throat> All right, that was uh, pretty loaded. And like I said, if you are a once a week kind of Christian, you're a bench warmer, you don't get involved in church, you don't actually study the word, maybe you bring the Bible, maybe you don't, but you don't read it, uh, mostly study it. If you are not invested in the thing that you say that you are, then a lot of this is probably that's gone way over your head. Or if they, no, Jesus is, Jesus is love. You know, we're all we're all the same, we're all the same group. If that were the case, why is Christianity and Catholicism, Catholicism and Christianity, not the same thing. Um, Catholicism and Christianity, why are they the most fractured uh, of religions? That's one big knock we have against ourselves. The very criticisms, or or uh, I would say constructive criticism that Todd Friel is presenting here from a theological perspective and a, a Christian-based doctrine or evangelical-based doctrine, um, are very similar to something that I presented before with AD, the series. Again, a show that I actually love. Um, and it had very similar structure in that there were many different perspectives uh, providing from there, from different branches of Christianity and uh, Catholicism. Uh, and the, the, the showrunners on that are Catholic too. The most controversial part of that being that uh, Will they or won't they address that Jesus had siblings? Because then that contradicts something that's very near and dear to the Catholics, that the Virgin Mary stayed virgin. And us as Christians, Protestants, evangelicals, we know that she didn't. She didn't get married and stay celibate with her husband, Joseph. They had babies. And that alone is offensive to the Catholic base. I might have already offended you if you're Catholic and don't believe that. Historical fact and what... What backs the Bible? You know, that's something we can discuss. We're talking about a show now, okay? And everybody influencing on that. I can tear this down to the basic things because I agree and slightly disagree with the last bit of the take that Todd Friel said. I agree with what he is saying because the very thing I question when, when I watch season two, because I, as soon as uh, I ended up giving the show a, sh a chance... 
Um, I didn't at first because of Dallas Jenkins. Dallas Jenkins was criticizing previous shows or adaptations of, uh, uh, of the Gospels where they just used British accents. You know? And the way he said it, though, I felt he was taking a shot at A.D., because even though it's a very diverse cast, and some people had issues with that because it's a diverse cast. Now, this is a show that's gone woke. Come on. Think of it as a freaking stage play. They're all speaking English, but whatever. The point is that uh, some people didn't like that. It's kind of like when Passion to Christ came out. And there were protests against it uh, from different factions. You had the um, the Jews that were uh, that were against it because they were claiming it was going to be anti-Semitic, even though they hadn't seen it. And then the uh, the others, um, a, a section, a group that uh, comes with Christians that say that Jesus was black, and they say that this is a not a correct portrayal of Jesus because the movie itself was pushing itself as the most realistic portrayal of the last few hours of Christ's life. This kind of controversy is nothing new. It says oldest i guess as people been able to debate these um these beliefs even shortly after jesus left uh, this earth okay so it's nothing new but i i did have my concerns after i watched the first season of the chosen then the second season i'm like holy smokes man where did the where did they film this because that's a massive jerusalem set then i'm like but that looks like utah did the Mormons let them borrow the Jerusalem set that they use? Because they have filmed stuff there before. I think they filmed Lamb of God there. I actually got it as a donation uh, about 20 years ago or so. And I had Mormons calling me up and showing up at my door because I did that. I was like, I just thought I was getting a free movie. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> in that, it is a concern because how much of a Mormon influence is on it? I'm fine with people being able to address like and tell a, a biblical story but we also have to understand that there are differences in what i i don't see mormons as christians i don't i don't call them christ followers they're meant to be their own god to make their own path to salvation and as todd real pointed out that christ is a created being i'm all for the collective whole of those that stand for you know, morality uh, on a biblical standard uh, to come together to at least push back against the influx of all this of, of all this insanity coming out of Hollywood. I'm all for that. And the chosen being crowdfunded by the people, which is really, really a big thing. That means it removes studio interference. But still, my concerns about Dallas Jenkins aside, well, that was the first one. I had to put that aside. And then like, well, how much the Mormons influence? Uh, as much as I know, and from what I have seen in two seasons thus far, all they did was let him borrow the place. Now, as for Roman Catholic influence on the show, um, I haven't seen anything again that's heresy. Everything so far has been according to what the Gospels say. So, let's keep going on this. Ooh sufficiency yes jesus said a lot more than the words recorded in the bible yet the holy spirit determined that only some of his words should be written down because they are the only words we need for all of life and godliness if you watch the chosen because it helps you to learn about 
or love Jesus more, you're consuming an unauthorized source. And when we add historical or cultural or artistic context and backstory into the show, that changes nothing about the Bible itself. The Bible is enough to stir our affections, at least it should be, if we adhere to the principle of sola scriptura. There's a reason the early church rejected the apocryphal books. It's because they weren't the words of Jesus, and they knew the danger of consuming those books. Yeah, this is, uh, well, Psalm 51, uh, the Book of Enoch. Uh, let me see, is this everything? Um, so these are, they call the the apocryphy, but there's also other unauthorized Gospels. Uh, you probably heard of the Gospel of Timothy or the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, um, uh, the Gospel of Philip, uh, and others. They were, they were not included in the, the canonical um, collection that is the Holy Scripture. Let me finish. Let me finish that, and I'll just keep going. Books, and we should recognize that danger too. And that leads me to number three. Okay, so um, I guess he was at the end there. Uh, if if you're watching a show or a movie to learn, a documentary is not a not technically a movie. You can call it a film, but it's not. It's not a movie. Um, or a teaching. That's different from entertainment. And this is meant to be entertainment. And that's what I watch it for, entertainment. And it just it it's it helps visualize the words on the page to give you a, a, a sense of the environment that uh Christ and his followers uh, grew up in or lived in. That, that's what I appreciate the most about AD the series. One of the major knocks against AD the series was it was too violent. <laughs> what did you think the time zone was? You know, persecution, the crucifixions, the, the, the killings, the, the, the mercilessness of, of people against of people in general, slavery, all these things. No, it, it's crazy. But we have to water it down. Not everything is a Sunday school teaching. The Bible is as graphic as it gets. So what I appreciated about AD was not sugarcoating the geopolitical climate in which Jesus found himself in. Now, the thing about the show um, uh, of, of AD was that Christ is barely in it. So when Christ is in it, basically they only rely on the Gospels for it. Now in The Chosen, Christ is front and center, a character along with getting to know the individual disciples that he was choosing, hence the chosen, but getting to know Christ on a more personable level. There's an episode in season one that even my pastor had to talk about it uh, in a positive way, but also shed that this is not in the Bible where Jesus is, is talking with kids. Yes, Jesus says that the little ones come to me. Do not deny when, when the disciples holy man, get the kids away from Christ. No, Christ, let them come to me. But this was an episode exclusively, nothing biblical whatsoever of, well, at least not nowhere in the Bible, I mean, uh, and whatsoever, where Christ was relating with children and teaching them and showing them what he does as a carpenter. And I think it's one of the most beautiful episodes. Uh, same thing with some books that I've read about uh, the, the given time. If you're trying to take theology and teaching from a show, then yes, what Todd Friel just said applies to you. You're doing it the wrong way. 
if it's something that you can watch for entertainment that takes away from all the other crap that the world throws at you, by all means, say go for it. Just understand there's two different things. First off, that's not on the Bible. That's a hopefully, maybe it could have happened kind of thing. But we don't know because nobody was there. It's called artistic license. But that's where we have to be careful. There were no drawings of Christ for the longest time. Why do you think um, uh, the Muslims get offended with any drawing of the Prophet Muhammad? That was the similar thing with Orthodox uh, Christianity. You couldn't draw Christ because it was considered blasphemous. And now there's pictures everywhere. Like, oh, you, that's Christ right there on, the, on, on a piece of toast. How do you know that? We don't know what he looked like. Oh, the, 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 the tunic of Turin and, and things like that. You know that we extrapolated from that or I saw it in the vision. No, people come at you with many different things. Even the heaven is for real and things like this. But for a, a long time in the early church, that was not allowed. And to this day, in the case of, of Islam, it's not permitted by, uh, by Muslims. That's why there's been a lot of rioting whenever anybody's attempted to do that. That's a caricature. Just... Just outright drawing him. So that's why it applied the same with Christianity. I did not mean for this video to be as long as it is. So let me finish up this video because the clip is almost done. Third, blasphemy. Yeah. Blasphemy. The chosen is fiction that literally puts words into the mouth of Jesus that he didn't speak. I'm all for having a sanctified imagination. But anytime we imagine what Jesus might have said, we are headed into the... Kenny Loggins zone. It's downright dangerous to put words into the mouth of God himself. Not only that, it's offensive. Let me ask you, if you wrote a book for your kids with every single thing you believed that they needed to know, but someone came along and said, I'm writing a book with additional words that you might have spoken. How would you feel? Should you watch the chosen, you have the liberty to do so. It just doesn't seem wise to consume Jesus' fiction, especially Jesus' fiction that's influenced by Mormon and Roman Catholic theology. So if you do choose the chosen, I contend that it would be wise to ask yourself these questions. One, did Jesus really say that? Two, am I in danger of believing apocryphal literature about Jesus? Three, is there a reason the chosen moves me when the Bible does not? Why? Okay. <clears throat> it's very loaded there because uh, I, I do feel that Todd Friel is coming at this. And I'm sure he's expecting the blowback um, that the show itself might be blasphemy. If that's the case, every single book in a Christian bookstore needs to be tossed out that addresses Christ. Uh, every work of fiction that has put characters in the fictitious uh, setting in the time of Christ that run into Christ as a character need to be tossed out. Every single movie that didn't use the Gospels as a script ever made need to be tossed out. Every Sunday school teaching, every Sunday school this and that need to be tossed out if they were not strictly using just the words of the Gospel. You see, that's a, to me, it's a slippery slope. But in both ways, because I actually understand where Top Friel is coming from, because it is a danger. The Apostle Paul tells us about these things. What happens when 
uh, people are uh, that are believers go off to learn about a different doctrine that's not of the belief. He warns us about apostate teaching. It looks like it's the same thing, but it's not the same thing, which is why there's guardrails put in place or spiritual walls of separation that are put up to not be influenced by these outside sources. That's in one way a good thing, but it also can be used the wrong way where some use it as a way to keep people close-minded at anything else. So that's what I mean about double-edged sword. Same thing here. Is it chosen blasphemy? No, unless, unless it's what this point here is. there a reason the chosen moves me when the Bible does not? When the Bible moves you, it's because it's spirit-filled. Okay. I've had it when I've read the Bible and for the first time, like, there's a song, I forget what it is because I don't really listen to uh, what I consider secular Christian music. Um, the I, I stick to hymns, but the letters of the page jumped out at me and were kissing my face. It was one of the most incredible surreal experiences I ever had reading uh, the Bible. And as someone that, like I said, uh, a practitioner of the faith, not, not just that, some people might consider me kooky if you're not part of, of the faith. When I said, yes, I, I heard God speak to me. An angel put me out of a pool as well when I was uh, drowning at the age of 12. I've had a lot of encounters with the spiritual, uh, with the demonic as well. Uh, and I actually chronicle some of this in my book series, uh, The Minimus of Interest of Enoch Bellagio. So um, I go into it there. I'm not going to get into it here, but I'm just I'm just sharing with you more insight as to me and where I come from for what this is. If you're not of the faith and you've been watching this whole video and all of this on the gobbledygook to you, well, I'm, I'm glad you even bothered to watch this. Um, but uh, for those of you that are one step in the faith, one step out or unsure of where you are or have seen The Chosen but don't know what to make out of this, um, these are very important points for you to to know and understand because Todd Friel is correct. And if you appreciate the show but don't read the Bible, now we run into the very things that Todd Friel addressed here. So I cannot knock Todd for addressing some things, but I do see how it can be taken blanketed all the way through. It says we cannot do anything with entertainment of sorts, but we'll be the first to complain when there's no Christian content. I got to go. That's where I'll leave it. Thank you so much for watching. I'll finish the video and post for you, and I'll see you in the next one. Why isn't the Bible sufficient? Theology matters. The sufficiency of Scripture, it matters. When we blaspheme God, it matters. Are you sure the chosen is the best theology for your soul?